is a blue. You're listening to Three Valleys Radio. Welcome to our In Conversation program. Every week we talk to a sporting personality to find out just what makes them tick. From their early childhood, to their professional career, to their musical tastes. We cover it all. So sit back and enjoy as we talk to this week's special guest. Here on Three Valleys Radio. Well, good afternoon, Mick. It is afternoon, just I think, nearly. Um, thanks for joining us on the show. It's fantastic to talk to you. Um, West Country boy through and through, and uh, obviously a legend at Southampton, where you started in 1964, I think, in, on a youth career there. Is that right? That's right. I think we were the, we were the first uh, first professional apprenticeships. It was a percent apprenticeships for... Uh, you know, for young lads, and there was me and a few other players, you know, Mickey Judd and, you know, Bob McCarthy was a very good player, you know, yeah, Michael Errington, you know, so it was four or five of us started there as, as apprentices, and, and uh, well, the rest is history, you might say. <laughs> it certainly was, and what a history. 300 and, well, according to Wikipedia, 391 appearances, 157 goals um, between 1965 and 1977. Um, You must have loads of memories. Are there any particular ones that stand out to you? Well, obviously the cup final would, wouldn't it? You know, winning the the FA Cup final in them days was was something very special. I think that the the foreign managers have have made made the FA Cup a little bit cheaper. In this day and age, but uh, in you know when when I was playing, it was everything. You know, apart from the league, yeah. the only thing that mattered was the FA Cup, and um, you know. But that times change, and you know, you know, the football's the same, I suppose. But the people have changed, haven't they? Well, they have. But I mean, I can remember getting on my bike because I used to live in London in those days, and and riding on my bike to Wembley to get a program for the pro, for the cup final. You know, it was. Yeah, uh, that's right. It, it so was, uh, but anyway, hey, listen, it's still a great game, and. But I just think the foreign managers are cheap in the FA Cup, and they made it unimportant. Yeah. You know, because they they think Europe's the most important thing, and I think that the FA have got it terribly wrong because the most important thing is uh, are the youth of this, this yeah. country, you know. And, yeah. and and if we don't encourage them, we keep having foreign managers in. They they bring their young young players in from their countries. Yeah. And consequently, they step on our toes. But I'm sure our players are just as good as them, and. Uh, you know, they're getting overlooked a little bit. A bit unfortunately, you know, without being given a chance. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to break now for the first of mixed choice of music, and it is, of course, The Rolling Stones and Satisfaction. <laughs> Yeah. 
Rolling Stones there, and I can't get no satisfaction. Um, take yourself back to 65, Mick. I mean, you know, what was it like in those early days when you were at Southampton? You're 17-year-old, just sort of finding your feet. I, was, I left home. I left home at, uh, it, just after I was 15 and never went back. So yeah, it was exciting times, you know, and the, let's be fair, the 60s was pretty exciting time to live, you know. Yeah. E- everything, nothing, everything went, you know, and... Uh, you know, it was the time of the Beatles and the, you know, and the Stones and, mm. and all those great groups and Jerry and the Pacemakers and the Hollies and, you know, I mean, the Kinks and they were all, you know, it was all sort of smashing time. Yeah. You know, we footballers and or pop stars or what have you. It was, you're all slung in, slung in together and basically you just got on with it, didn't you? I can remember going to Taunton Odeon to see the Beatles and the Kinks on the same same uh, uh, you know um, performance. Uh, Absolutely fantastic. Um, and and, uh, Kinks. As you say, though, you know, in those days, it was it was so exciting. Had a very very good horse called the Kinks. I named it. Was it was by a stallion called Sixty Icon, something like that. Oh, there you go. So so there you go. Yeah. But no, I mean, funny enough, I went to. Salisbury Civic Civic Hall to see the Beatles. Yeah, I remember that. So, yeah, yeah. When Jerry the Pacemakers, they all came there. You know, when I was an apprentice, bloody hell, mm. have a pop the piss in. You might say, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you were uh, you were just a year older than uh, younger than me, so we're you know we're obviously coming from the same era. That's for sure. More music now, and this one's from the Beatles, and it's Hey Jude. Hey Jude. Don't be afraid You were made to Go out and get her The minute you let her under your skin Then you begin To make it better And any time you feel the pain
A Jude there from, of course, the Beatles. But I mean, yeah. but how was it, you know, as a young apprentice um, getting into the first team at Southampton and scoring goals? I mean, that must have been absolutely fantastic for you, wouldn't it? Well, it was. I was lucky enough that, you know, I mean, Southampton were on the way up and I played in the first year they ever got promoted. Mm. To the to the first division in them days, wasn't it? You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was uh, it was great days. It was you know, I mean, exciting. You know, a lot of great characters that, that I played that I, I managed to play football with, and it wasn't all the they weren't all the household names. They were just it was just a, a great football club to play for, and uh, I mm. was lucky enough to be to be part of it. You know. Um, I suppose George Best would have been about that time, wouldn't he? Well, yeah, George was a little bit after, but you know, I mean, he, he you know, he was around about the seventies, wasn't he? You know. Yeah, yeah. But and he came onto the scene. You know, I mean, I remember going to going to Man United, and I think we, I think we got beat three two or something. You know. Yeah. Um, and George Best scored the winner with a minute to go or something. You know, it was just a bit of brilliance. You know. Tell me something, Bobby Stokes's goal. It was offside, wasn't it? Uh, if you're a Man United fan, yeah, but <laughs> bloody hard luck. Have a look at this. <laughs> you know what they say in cricket? It's look in the book. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, yeah. Saying, that's what I'm saying, dude. Yeah, I know. It didn't, bother, it didn't bother me anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he was, but, you know, I mean, it'll yeah. be... Listen, with this stupid VAR, would you have won that? No. You know? No, VAR is unbelievable, isn't it? It's, it's and just... It's, so yeah. the, but, but I am a Man United supporter, I have to admit that. No one got kicked more than Mick Shannon, and in uh, those days you could kick people from behind. Yeah. And thing. But I tell you what, I played in a great time, you know, when a lot of great players were about, so I was very lucky. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, look at you, you went to Manchester City in 77, a um, couple of loans in South Africa. How did, how did the, uh, the loans in South Africa come about then? Well, they weren't loans. I went out there to play, you know, a mobile home mainly. I, w- I did a, like, um, I was out there to play for Cape Town City and then Durban City, I believe, two mm. two de- separate trips out there. You know, mm. we used to go to, um, you know, Soweto and, you know, all the Kwamashu, all the, all the big townships out there and play football with the kids. You know, it was, yeah. it was nothing that we didn't, you know, we didn't enjoy doing so. Mm. We were pretty lucky, and Durban City was a lovely place, and so was Cape Town. You know. Yeah, quite. More music now. We're going to play this one for Mick's big pal up in uh, Newmarket, Mickey Quinn, and it's called "The Mighty Quinn" by Manfred Mann.
Quinn. But it didn't quite sort of work out for you at Manchester City, though, did it? I mean, you, you no, didn't... No, it didn't really. It was a bit of a disaster. You know, I, I mean, for the first time in my life, I did have an injury there, which which didn't help. But I'm not making excuses. It didn't really work, and it didn't really get on with with every, with every with the manager management. Although I love being... I love Manchester City, and the, 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 it was a very big club, and they did an awful lot of things for us. But, you know... Uh, you know, I mean, when Malcolm Allison came, I had a great run, funnily enough, although Malcolm got rid of me. Yeah. You know, 
Um, I had a great run. I think I scored 11 goals in 13 games you know, while he was there, you know. Mm. Well, he's a bit of a character, wasn't he, Malcolm Allison? Oh, yeah. But, it was, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't about the players or anything like that. It was always about Malcolm, you know. So <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, he, he, he was a very good coach and very good, you know, good man. And he was brilliant for City first time round, but... Uh, he lost the plot as he got older a bit, didn't he? Well, we all do, don't we, mate? <laughs> well, I think you're probably right there. <laughs> um, anyway, back to Southampton then, uh, 1979 to 1982, another 119 appearances and 28 more goals. Um, you know, certainly Southampton was your home, wasn't it? You loved it there. Well, you know, that was where I, st- I started, and yeah, that's where I, I lived the majority of my life, and the kids were, a couple of kids born there, so... Um, yeah, they were great days, and you know, like obviously all sort of terminating or finishing basically when, when we won the FA Cup, and then we, you know, then I, then I moved on, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, but I, like I say, we did. I did go back for a couple of years, another two or three great years before going on to Norwich. You know. Yeah, yeah. Where you had a good good spell there, and then the goals started to flow again. The good spell there, we won the League Cup and things like that. The only time they ever won anything, and it, it was a great little club to pay for. A lot of good young players, you know. More music now, and it's Lola and the Kinks. I met her in the club down in Ottawa, where you drink champagne and it tastes just like cherry cola. C-O-L-E-Cola. She walked up to me and she asked me to dance I asked her her name and in a dark brown voice she said Lola L-O-L-A-L-O-L-A La-la-la-la-la-la Well I'm not the world's most physical guy But when she squeezed me tight she nearly broke my spine Boy 
boys and boys for all the girls It's a mixed up, muddled up, shook up world It's a parola La 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 Davis there and the Kinks and Lola. I must admit, until I looked at your, your CV here, I didn't realise you played at Bristol Rovers for a while. I did. I was at Bristol Rovers before I went to um, to um, Norwich. You know. Yeah. How did you enjoy that? Also, I also had a month in Newcastle. Not a lot of people know that. Yeah. Now I see four appearances and one goal. That's right. There you go. Uh, but I presume yeah. that's where you got to to know our friend Mr. Quinn. Uh, yeah, Mickey Quinn, Kevin Keegan was there as well. Yeah, yeah. Some some great names to play with, though, obviously. Yeah, yeah, you know. But um, football was fun in them days. Yeah. You know, you know, you, we were all approachable. We were all more or less part of the community, you know what I mean? Yeah. Did, did did you find though that uh, I mean you know obviously the the rewards for football in those days whilst I suppose pro rata they were good but they're nothing like they are today. Do you feel a bit sort of you know you missed out a little bit? Not really, not really. You you, you know you only get one chance. You got to live your life as it comes to you. you can't yeah. go Can't go saying oh that you know it was better in them days or it's better now or you know. Hmm. You know, get on and live your own life. That's what it's all about. And that's what we did. We had a lot of fun, you know? Yeah, yeah. It was fun, you know? Um, yes, it was It was our business and the thing, but it wasn't It wasn't the be-all and end-all, you know? Yeah, we wanted to win, but after after we, you know, after the game, you got on and had a good time. It was, you know, it was your life. You can't give up everything just for, for one thing. And I certainly didn't give up mine just for football. No, quite. Um... Uh, what about England, though? I mean, you you played forty six times. It says here for England and twenty one goals. I mean, that's that's quite a record. Yeah, I think it stands up even today. You know, but yeah, uh, had a great run. I had a, half my games were under Alf Ramsey, so you know he was a he was a tough tough man to deal with. It was hard, very hard to get into his team, but once you got in and you were a part of it, it was very difficult to get out. So yeah, I yeah. was lucky, you know. Um, so I had, a, I, had a, I had a great time with England. Any any particular goals for England that stand out in your memory as being, you know, I've really arrived? No, I'm... I mean probably the 
the biggest disaster was the was the Tomaszewski Poland game, wasn't it? You yeah. know, when we didn't qualify yeah. for the yeah. You know, we were, we, we were shooting in at them, really, weren't we? just couldn't score. We just couldn't score the winner, rather. The cloud, as yeah. Mr. Mr. Clough used to call him. He's a cloud. Yeah, well, that, the cloud. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> no, anyway, I mean, I got... Like I say, it was, it was great days, great times, great characters, and there you go. Now, another track from the Rolling Stones. You can't always get what you want. Decided that we were 
there with Mick Jagger of course and you can't always get what you want so as your football career began to uh, you know draw to an end uh, a great one that it was um, you know how quickly before you what you got into the horse racing uh, it took a year or so you know I mean uh, I, I didn't think I would come into the training side of it but I, I was always interested in the breeding side of, of, of the horses and things like that but yeah. Once the opportunity arose, and you know, we, we just got on with it, and we were lucky enough to have winners and move to a nice place, and end up buying the Queen's Place at West Hillsley, and we're still here to that day, you know. We're hanging on in there anyway. 
Well, you're doing pretty well, I would have thought. But um, yeah. that's where uh, Dick Hurd used to train from, wasn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, it, I've seen it on you know films and stuff, and it looks a lovely place to uh, to train from. Yeah, it is. Well, you, if you go up the 34, you see the gallops on the left. I always used to, never dreamt that I would be training horses up there, but it's a, it's a, it's a lovely spot. <laughs> very handy, very easy to get everywhere, so I was very lucky. Looking at looking at your list of, of you know, the races that you've won, Chiefly Park Stakes, Dewhurst, Falmouth Stake, King Stand Stakes, Nunthorpe Stakes, St. James's Palace Stakes, Sun Chariot Stakes. I mean, they're all Group 1s. I mean, how many is that? Three, six, seven or eight of those Group 1s straight away, not to mention what in, in France, Ireland, Germany, Italy. I mean, it's well, not as though you've... We've been you, all over the place. So, you know, we've been lucky. had some very good horses, you know. Yeah. What would you say is the logic. best Zane horse is. you've ever had? Well, Umazane was probably the most famous. He was second in three triumphs on the on the trot, you know. Yeah. But probably I had some, you know, I had Samatar won the Irish 1000. She was a very good filly. You know, um, um, probably Queen's Logic was probably the, the best. She was unbeaten. Yeah. And the Arabs and the retired her because she had some mucus on her, on her lungs. You know, just a little bit of, you know, you wouldn't buy it. But anyway, they do things their own way. And that was, that was a kick in the... Ghoulies, you might say, but um, we've been very lucky. We've had a lot of good horses, you know. Let's hope we haven't finished yet. Have you got any at the moment from people like Godolphin and, and Shake Back Tomb? Not from Godolphin, no, because, well, Godolphin came in because I used to train for the Arabs, but when Godolphin took over, they all went to Godolphin, if you know what I mean. Yeah, they yeah, yeah, yeah. So that changed, that changed the whole dynamics of it. I never got, you know, we never got to... We don't get such good horses now, but we yeah we still find the odd decent one. Yeah, what about Shadwell Park? You know, Shake uh, Hamdam Albert team. Anything from that sort of side of things? No, no. He used to have a few for his best mate Jabber Abdullah, but uh, yeah. never for. Um, now the last of mixed musical choices, and it's Eric Burden and the Animals, and we've got to get out of this place. <laughs> Sturdy old part of the city where the sun refused to shine. People tell me there ain't no use in trying. Now, my girl, you're so young and pretty, and one thing I know is true you'll be dead before your time is due. I know. So young and pretty 
Solicitors, the friendly law firm based in the heart of Somerset with offices in Yeovil, Taunton and Bridgewater with a strong ethos of helping those in our community. If in doubt, check it out with Pardos on a free no-obligation call or subscribe to our free podcast, The Friendly Law Podcast. For more information, call 0800 862 0442 or visit pardos.co.uk. Pardos Solicitors, looking after you, your family and your business. At A.J. Wakeley & Sons Family Funeral Directors, we know the importance of compassion and integrity. We also know how unfamiliar decisions can be so difficult at a time of family bereavement. We can provide a steadying influence just when you need it, guiding and helping you make the right decisions to reflect the kind of funeral that your loved one deserves. Visit our website, www.ajwakely.com, for more information or call Clive Wakely on 01935 479913. When I first started my business, I was hopeless at paperwork. My system involved bunging everything in a shoebox and sorting it out later, much later. Thank goodness for Chalmers Accountants. They soon put me on the right track. They work with businesses of all sizes, and they really know their stuff. Chalmers will provide you with a one-to-one service with your own personal account manager at one of their three local branches. For expert advice on how to make your business more successful, visit chalmersaccountants.co.uk and book your free initial consultation. You support Yeovil Town Football Club? I ain't doing that again. Well, me dad rushed in, and here is. Then the you thing. must log on to the Green Army Facebook page. He said, Now listen, my boy, it ain't all joy, but remember this all your life. In my heart, I am always Yeovil. I belong to. It's the number one YTFC fan site. Yo-Vil, true. 
Find them on Facebook and Twitter. Join up and have your say. White, I'm green and white. We are Yeovil Temple R. Well, I grew up. I never... The Green Army Facebook page. Found me a Yeovil gal. Then there came a wedding day. And this is a tale to tell. Name the vicar, he said. Of course, it's uh, it's Derby this week. Uh, have you got any, anything in the Derby? No, I, I, no. I hope John Leeper wins it for for Ed Dunlop, but um, I've got no real, you know, uh, you, you know. Let's put it this way: that uh, Godolphin are, are, are very strong, and I think Coolmore will be the same. So yeah, yeah, they're going to have the majority in it. But it'd be nice if Ed Dunlop won it because named after his dad, he was a lovely man, John Dunlop. Yeah. Yeah, well, I he never... trained down at Arundel, you know. So. Yeah, do you think, you think he's got a, a, a sound chance, do you, John Leeper? Well, yeah, a bit. You know, you, you want it to win for him because you know it's named after his dad. So yeah, but yeah, let's hope it does. You know, we'll have a squeak. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I've just been I'm just putting the, sh- the racing show together for the for the radio station. We're just running a few old derby th- and you know I was just going through what what a price those. IRA have got to pay for, you know what they did to Shergar. Watched Shergar with it in '81. What a performance that yeah, was! Well, he was a great horse. Very sad what happened to him, but mm. you know, terrible when politics and sport mix. You know, yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't really one. You know, c- kind of imagine quite what they hope to gain from it, whether it be politically or military. I just couldn't see it. You well, know, but, uh, uh, but the world's like that. You know, man's inhumanity. Yeah, you yeah. Know. We've no. beaten ourselves up now all around the world, so there's lots of things going off that that we'll never solve, and so you just got to try and live your life and be as happy as one can be. So tell me, when it when it comes to sort of getting in, into the trading career, I mean, not that I'm thinking of doing it at my age, but but I mean, how how easy is it to do? I mean, you've got to take a load of modules and what have you, presumably first, have you? Well, I think they have now. In my day, they didn't. You know. Yeah. You know, Used to get a load of bollockings in our day, but you know you can't do that this day in this no. day and age. So no. <laughs> things have changed a lot. But no, I mean, yeah, you got to do modules and business, you know, all you know, business plans and all this nonsense. Yeah. You know? Whereas you know, we had but we had to sort our own business out and pay our own bills, you know. See, and, the pants jobs for you then was it? Changed, but anyway, listen, I'm lucky. I was I was in. I don't know whether I could I could bear to go through all the pr- procedures that there are now. I, you know, I'd, but anyway, my sons are so they've both been through them. So we'll see yeah. what happens. You know. Yeah, they're obviously uh, key figures in the whole operation for you down there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I mean, are you getting to the point where you know you, you're taking a more of a back seat, no. or are you still hands on? Oh, I don't plan. It'll sort itself out. You know, Jack. Jack wants to train. Um, if he wants to train, you know, he, he, you know, I think he's, I'd rather him be his old man than, than have to do it with me, you know, because it's the old man or, or, or it's the son, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're both our own people and that, you know, just let him get on with it, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I see amongst the owners you had, obviously Kevin Keegan and Alan Ball, but I see a, a certain Sir Alec Ferguson as well. Now, I'm an unashamed Man United fan. What's he like to deal with? I don't have a lot to do with him because he, he was with a syndicate called High Clear, but I spoke to Alex a few times. Yeah. But Alex got a lot of horses around the place, and, you know, he, he, so he'd have shares in lots. He ain't got nothing with me, but, uh, yeah. you know, in the old days they did. High Clear had a few here, but, 
Um, not only Mick Shannon's got a bit old now, so he wouldn't have a lot to do with that, you know. Yeah, <laughs> not that old, mate. Not that old. Um, <laughs> um, and what about your association with Mick Quinn? I mean, I know you're good mates and that, but I mean, uh, yeah, he, Quinn, he, I speak to him most weeks, and that he's at, New, he's at that terrible place called Newmarket up the road. But yeah, yeah. We have a good laugh, and we take the Mickey out of each other. He does well in in his own little way, you know. Yeah, well, he he very kindly came on and did something similar to what we're doing now, you know, and. Uh, he yeah, was he was a good luck because being a sort of an out and out scar, so I kept winding him up saying we will get um, oh the, the Man United guy Terry Christian on just to sort of, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just to wind him up a little bit anyway. But uh, yeah, yeah. But, but you know so oh, so what Liverpool nuts. oh yeah yeah definitely now that comes through very clearly. Um, yeah. So what uh, you know what, what does the future hold for you now as far as the stable is concerned? I mean obviously you you know you're very successful. You're getting winners on a regular basis. Any, any yeah, sort we've of... got a lot of horses, you know, we've got a lot of horses, we produce a lot of horses, it's a business that we, you know, we got, you know, a couple of stallions down at uh, Norman Court Stud, so we're pretty well tied, we're, you know, we're, it's a way of life, it's not, it's not, uh, well, could we call it a business, but it's a way of life, really, we've got a lot of horses and, you know, we we have a lot of success in lots of ways, you know, and, Yeah. Uh, you might say I'm not just a trainer, I'm a horse dealer, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you, you. I mean, you obviously get something, uh, you know, a, a big kick out of the breeding. I suppose if you can, if you can breed yeah, a horse yourself you, as well. We he, dad always used to only one thing worse than a car dealer. <laughs> and I said, "What's that?" He said, a "Horse dealer." <laughs> <laughs> well, when so you, you when you come, kind of, we're at the bottom rung. You know, we're right at the bottom of the of the ladder. You might. Say. I wouldn't have put you there. You think? You think a hundred years ago, you know. Everyone knew something about horses. Now, no, you know, probably five, four or five percent do it the most. Yeah, yeah. No, you well, know, of course. A hundred years ago, everything was horses, wasn't it? You yeah, know? yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe, didn't have cars then, did you? For a start, twenty years ago. But yeah. you know, and uh, times and things, things move on. You know. Do you have much to do with Colin Brown these days? I know he stitched you up to get in uh, to do this interview, but um... I know Colin. Colin's a good lad. You see him occasionally at the races. He he works away. He earns a living at the sport. And yeah, he's a very good. You know, down at Ellsworth, Coombs, Coombs Ditch, wasn't it? Was his favorite one of his. Yeah, that's right. Running. It was. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and of course so, Desert Orchid as well. Days, you know, good yeah. days. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Look, Mick, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, mate. I really, really am grateful to get somebody of your your stature on our show. is is uh, is brilliant. Oh, listen, mate, it, I just hope I just hope the records that, I, that I've picked aren't aren't too boring for everyone. No, nah, don't you worry. I'll I'll find something just appropriate. Now <laughs> I know roughly what your what your taste is. That's no problem. All right, we'll have a great time. Lovely speaking to you all. Yeah, thank you, Mick. It's been great. Thank you ever so much. Not a problem. Thank pleasure. you. Bye. Bye. This is Three Valleys Radio. The heart is a blue. And you've been listening to the In Conversation program with A.D. Hopper. Make sure you join us every week here on Three Valleys Radio. And the reason that you had to care, the traffic is stuck. And you're not moving anywhere. You thought you'd found a friend to take you out of this place. Someone you 
Love is dead.